1: Sends
0: it over to Edward Robles.
1: Go Insert Name FC! What is up, everybody? My name is Hector Flores, host of the Insert Name FC podcast. And with me, as always, is my best friend and the other host of this show, Ed Robles, who's staring at me really hard right now because I accidentally shaved off my beard and now I'm just rocking a mustache. What's up, <laughs> I have to look away a little bit. Uh-huh. Okay, so yeah, I uh, I messed up my beard trim, and uh, I don't think I'm a pedo a pedophile mustache. though. I mean, do you want to hold the voting for it? No, I, don't, I, don't, I really don't. <laughs> so <laughs> I don't know. I, I mean, it's a cleaned up mustache, so I don't a pedophile. To me, a pedophile mustache is like someone that doesn't upkeep their mustache. I don't know what defines a petal mu- a
2: petal mustache. Uh it's just, uh, I hate to say it, but it's kind of what's on your face. It's not about upkeep or anything like that. It, it's it, it's, the shape, it. it's you, the shape of it. It's so the what? shape of it. So what? Because I'm a
1: shady looking guy. That's the reason why I have. A, uh, it's called the pedophile mustache. No,
2: just, just 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 the caterpillar right there. That's right there on the top of your. You you mean a mustache? There. Yeah. General basic mustache. I don't look like a basic mustache. Wait, I don't know. It's, it's, pretty, some, it's something about it's it. It's it's something a pretty about basic it. mustache. What? Mm, I'm telling you. Hold the. Hold the. Hold the. call it?
1: Hold the vote. See what happens. I don't want to hold the vote because I'm. am afraid. <laughs> of the, I'm afraid everybody's gonna troll me. <laughs> what if it's not a troll? What if it's an honest? It, it's gonna troll. Everybody's gonna troll me. <laughs> I don't <laughs> the, think so. the, the, the I wouldn't troll you. I'm just telling you what I see. Fuck you. Sorry, then. Yeah, anyway, besides that, um, yeah, crazy weekend. Um, Obviously, we had the AFCON final. Congratulations to Senegal for winning their first ever African Cup of Nations. We'll definitely get into that, uh, this episode um, amongst other things, man. So, obviously, thank you so much for Belly Up Sports and and obviously, the Burns Radio. So <clears throat> we're going into our second week of Burns Radio. So make sure, you guys, um, if you guys listen through us to Burns. Hello, how oh, how's it going? How's it going? Um, <laughs> uh, thank you, thank you for listening to us uh, right now in, in the radio stream over on Tiki Live. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, so thank you for listening to, to us right now. And if you're listening through us to Spotify, Pandora, Apple, and all all that other great stuff and on the podcasting sphere, well, hi as well. So so thank you for that. But we do have a quite the loaded episode. We got headlines. There's no more transfer winners. All of, oh, all. No, Though I will say, uh, Shakiri is now okay. <laughs> Shakiri is now playing for the Chicago Fire. So damn what? Yeah. <laughs> so if Chicago Fire ever come into town, I think I I might want to go to that game just because. He's a really good player. It's unfortunate that uh, things haven't panned out since he went to Liverpool. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, that's true. Really, really, that's really what happened. I mean, everybody was... Club-wise, I will will say that internationally he's probably still doing pretty well. Um, But yeah, so now he plays over in Chicago Fire. Um, Douglas Costa did make a loan over to the LA Galaxy for six months. So, so yeah, interesting for that. But anyways, so we do have headlines. We're going to go ahead and do our U.S. men's national team discussion. Obviously, the window, the World Cup qualifiers have to be completed. So we'll go ahead and break down the three games that the U.S. had, um, our thoughts, and whether or not this that was a good World Cup qualifier for the U.S. men's national team. Um, obviously, recap the African Cup of Nations final. Uh, me and Edward were both wrong on the winners. Uh, but Edward yeah. obviously had the, the matchup correct. Um, so there's yeah, that game recaps, players of the week. We're going to preview the round of sixteen for the Champions League. Um, so we're excited about that because you know that's that's the thing that we look forward to in February. There's nothing else that's happening in February that me and never really care about. I don't think anybody cares about anything else. That's I don't know what else is happening in February um, besides Black History Month. But but uh, I I don't know anything that's going on between you know before before February 15. I really don't know. Can't tell you. So we'll continue on Give you guys some games to co- so go keep your eye on For this coming weekend And wrap this show up with a 3-up three 3-down three And the topic is uh, Driving and that could really mean anything and So What you like about driving, what you hate about driving What consists of driving So that is going to be our 3-up our three 3-down three So we're going to go ahead and take a break You guys are going to hear this ad And then we'll get going with this episode Hey it's Hector Yo, this is Edward, and we, we are, are Inter-name, Intername FC.
2: Listen to us discuss news, recaps, and preview games from across the world of soccer.
1: Catch us on sn.com on Fridays at 12 p.m. Eastern Time. We will see you there. And we're back. All right, Edward. Headlines. That's right, because there's no transfer watch. Headlines. And we're going to kick things off with um, sort of Barcelona, sort of Arsenal uh, discussion, mainly Arsenal. But Aubameyang ends up speaking out on what exactly happened in his Arsenal exit. Obviously, things have been kind of falling off between uh, Aubameyang and Arsenal to the point where it seemed pretty pretty set in stone that Aubameyang was going to be out the door. Um, to where? No one knew. A lot of people thought that he'd probably be going and playing in the Middle East because there seemed to be some clubs that were interested in him. Um and it turns out that Arsenal just went ahead and let him go and he, you know, walked on over to, to, to Spain to go play for Barcelona. So, and. Yeah. Yeah. So, so that happened. So, essentially, one of the things from the falling out is obviously he, he wasn't playing many matches. Um, obviously got COVID for some of those instances. And then he was, you know, obviously, uh, not, not, not even playing because of disciplinary issues, um, which, it was pretty obvious that there's a reason why that there's a there's some sort of friction going on with him in the club, and and you know, Aubameyang went ahead and straight up just said it. Yeah, it's Arteta, which makes sense because he's the guy that's you know punishing him. So, and to be fair, Aubameyang, if for for people wanting to know how I feel about Aubameyang, I love Aubameyang. I think he's a a really good a really good striker. I honestly did feel that he was. You know what really is going to be telling you what how Arsenal was going to be doing because if he's scoring goals then obviously Arsenal's doing very well, um, unfortunately he just wasn't playing and and when he did just didn't seem like he was really there to begin with, um, and it sucked. I didn't want to, I didn't, I didn't want Aubameyang to go. Um, if I had to choose between him and Lacazette, I I would have chosen Aubameyang, but you know, unfortunately, just things weren't working out for him and. Um, I'm happy that he's, you know, at least he's going to go somewhere where he's going to play. I don't know what Xavi has in mind with, with Aubameyang, but clearly he wants Aubameyang. So, and I mean, you know, with the addition of not only Aubameyang, but Traore, I'm kind of thinking that Barcelona is looking to get a little bit fast. Uh, at least that's what I'm assuming. But um, uh, before Edward, I I let you have your thoughts, um, let, let me give you this quote from All right. Uh, they were complicated months, but I think that's how football is sometimes. For my part, I have never wanted to do something wrong, and now I think that this is the past, and I want to think about the present. And right now, that is my answer. I think the problem was was only with Arteta. He made the decision. I can't say much. I wasn't happy, and that's it. It happened like that. I wasn't very happy. I stayed very calm, and that's it. So essentially, you know, Obama was like, "I'm just being me." You know, it seemed more so that you know Arteta was the one that had problems with him. Um, but you know what? He's happy now. He's with Barcelona. Um, At least somebody can say that they're happy that they're in Barcelona. Um, I'm sure Dembele would 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 beg to differ, but at least somebody's happy. But uh, Edward, what are your thoughts of your newly acquisition of of uh, Aubameyang? But uh, how do you feel about his situation that he had with Arsenal from an outsider's perspective? Um. Well,
2: I mean, personally. I mean, for one, I know about, I, I really liked Obama back when he was playing with Dorfman. Um, I was sad to watch him leave. and when he went to Arsenal, I I even said I was like, damn, he's gonna be gonna do good in Arsenal. Um I guess he just didn't have uh, his uh I guess you could say like his his walk of fame at the end, you know, where everybody, you know, he just everybody really actually liked him as a striker, it just I guess he just had problems with the coach, with Arteta. And now that he's in Barca, I mean, uh, you know, uh, personally, you know me. I already said, like, we, for one, Barcelona, I feel needs that striker that they're going to have for the long haul. I thought Luis Suarez was that. Didn't pan out. Well, it's not that they didn't pan out, but Bartomeu just was like, yeah, no, I don't want him again, or I don't want him anymore. And, um, now they're just struggling to find that. So with Obama young, I guess you could say that it's like, it's going to, it's going to keep him maybe for about a year or two. They may, they may do the same thing they did with thing where he just appeared out of nowhere and just, okay, we're going to keep him for a year and then, you know, ship him off again, you know, same, you know, same thing, what they do with like a bunch of the, the older, the older stars, you know, they they tend to pick him up for a year and then they chip him off again. Like it's just I have no idea what what that is. Um does he fit for that Barcelona playing style? I think he can he can he can he can work with it. Like he is a striker. He is he's a poacher, he's also uh he's a speedy, he's a speedy one, even with his his age. Um but, I mean, personally, you already know, I would prefer, like, on. you know, I, I would feel like that. Somebody who's just ready to just pounce and uh, younger and somebody who's there for a, long, a really long run. Excuse me. But, uh, I mean, got to wait and see, you know.
1: Yeah, I think at this point right now, I just want Obama to be happy, even if it is with Barcelona. Um. But you can tell he's 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 already happy as it is right now because I mean he played, um he did he did play in that uh Go Madrid game. We'll we'll get to that a little bit later on in this episode, so we won't we won't spoil that too much. Um, but, but yeah, I mean, I I think I think I think for right now Barcelona got themselves a pretty good striker and a bombing. and I'm not saying that he necessarily has he's he's the starter, but I mean. You know how miserable a defender has to be if they're getting, if they have to like deal with Traore in, in the in like the first half and a little bit in the second half, and then you know he gets subbed out and they bring in Aubameyang, like that's like that's kind of that kind of sucks if you're a defender. You have to deal with this fast dude all day, and then he's gone, and then you bring in not necessarily a faster guy, but obviously you know you're you're exhausted from playing all, almost 90 minutes, and you're adding this this other dude that's that's Quicker, at least quicker for you now, especially with your level of tiredness. So, it yeah. you know what? Pretty smart, <laughs> pretty smart move to get a So, and a seems very focused. Um, a bombing has has been good for Arsenal. I don't think, I mean, aside from the the tail end of, of this season, but you know he's he's been a pretty good goal scorer for Arsenal since he's came he's come over to from uh, from Borussia Dortmund. So. I don't expect, uh, Obama, I, mean, I don't expect Obama to be the striker. I'm sure we'll get a few stars from him. I mean, I, right now, I mean, what? Ferran Torres plays on the wing, so I don't, I haven't seen him play striker yet. So, I mean, that, that striker position is really up to, the, up in the air. You still have Memphis Depay, but Obama does bring, bring in something a little bit different, and that's his pace. So, we'll see what, ha- what, uh, what, what Xavi has in mind for Obama, because, it's really interesting that that Barcelona went after this guy, but I, yeah, he's not he's not your your solution for the future. But he's definitely somebody to have for right now. So that's my thoughts on on Aubameyang. I love Aubameyang still, even though he now plays for Barcelona. <laughs> he's always
2: been a. He's never been a. Uh, I don't think anybody guy hates Obama. Hate. Yeah, it's he's like, never been like that guy to hate. He's always been the very friendly, go lucky, having fun. Kind of guy, like he's always been. Like, remember, it's like, the, it's like you remember, can't remember? Ha- no one can hit on Conte. Yeah, exactly. Like, do you remember? Do you remember when he was in North and him and and Rose celebrated and they both came out with Batman and Robin, little on little thing.
1: Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. So it's like you know, it, 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 it's something you know that you tend to to see and, and something you know Like, I think he still has that spirit. So you're right. He is focused. Um. So yeah. I I agree with you on that. But,
1: yeah. All right, man. We'll see. We still got time to see what he's going to mean. For sure. All right, going on, continuing on, we got update on Mason Greenwood. He has been arrested. He actually got, uh, technically he got arrested twice. He was arrested on January 30th uh, for suspicion of rape and assault. So if you guys listen to the audio, um, (laughs) the audio is rough. I will say that um he's he's essentially trying to force his his way if you will with with the young woman um i'm that's all i'm going to say i don't want to go into any more details than that um but it is it's very disturbing uh, audio clip um thank god there's not there's not a video i mean it definitely would help the girl's case if there was a video but um yeah. the the audio definitely does, it is definitely very disturbing um but then he got arrested on February first for suspicion of threats to kill and sexual assault. So not only is this guy being you know you know under suspicion of rape, which that's pretty bad, Well, that's really bad. It's like one of the worst things to do. Aside the next thing, which is killing. So it, yeah, this is not painting a really good picture for Mason Greenwood. This you know once again, if you guys listen to the audio, it's disturbing. It it I I really cringed listening to it. Because um, it's it's one of those things where it, there's no excuse now. It's like, it's it's done. Like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like you're lucky I mean, there is no video.
2: But I well, mean, um, if, okay, so if you go to Reddit, there's actually audio, or there's actually like Snapchats and Snapchat audio of what is his supposed, you know. Ex girlfriend now. I'm I'm pretty sure um, with her having bruises on her leg, on her arms, even her face. And then supposedly that audio that they said that they found. I actually listened to it, and I was like, bro, like really? Come on, dude. Like if that if that's actually his voice, because I haven't actually heard him speak. If that was actually his voice and everything, and it's coming from her Snapchat. Yeah, that's honestly that's that's pretty damning. Um, and I mean, he's literally just saying, come on, you open your legs. And she's like, no, and she's like, Mason, stop. And I was just like, wow, like this dude here, he's really talking about, I'm going to beat your ass if you don't open your leg. I was like, what the fuck? Are you serious? Like, come on, man. Like, what kind of shit is that? And you're so young. Like, that's, that's the, that's the shit. That's, that's what, that's the shit that gets to me where I'm like, dude, you're young you're playing for a Premier League team and not just any team that play for Man U. You can literally have any girl you want. You don't have to worry about, oh, I'm gonna force you to have sex with me. I'm pretty damn sure there's a line of girls who are just like wanting just because you play for Man U. Doesn't matter what you look like. Just because you're a Man U player, they wanna say, I I was able to bet one. So I'm pretty sure there's girls lining up for that. You know what I mean? Yeah. So. You to force yourself on a girl like that, and even if it is your girlfriend, for you to say, I'm gonna meet your ass, or you don't open your legs because you want to have something that's that's not right, that's not right at all. Like, that, that is that is fucking disgraceful.
1: And the, and the worst part of it all is like it's it's clear and obvious, and the fact that the, she clearly stated no, yeah, um, she, so. she's like,
2: Stop it, Mason, no, I don't want to, not tonight. And he clearly, like, he said it. He was like, apparently, I'm going like, to I'm a, I'm a beat your ass or I'm going to punch you in the face. Like, he basically, he's like, I'm going to give you one. He's like, I'm going to give you one. And it's like, I was like, bro, was
1: like, come on, dude. Like, it's, just, it's, it's very disturbing.
2: Like I said, um, it's
1: damning. It's disturbing. Yeah. Um, he, ends up, he ends up getting released on bail. Um, but, you know, obviously, they're still pending the investigation. Because, um, obviously, right now, it's just purely suspicion. Um, but once again, you know, the image, the images, the audio, it's, it's very damning for Mason Greenwood. And obviously, Manchester United still stand on that they will not allow Mason to even hit the training pitch, uh, let alone even be at the stadium for games. Um, I, I don't, I, I don't see any way of it. I think Mason Greenwood has definitely screwed himself over on this one. Um, you know, when they say no, just move on, you know, it's, 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 it's rough. I'm disappointed more and more from it. Like, like, like I said, man, the, the audio clip was, I found it very deeply disturbing. It's, it's sad, um, that, that we still, that, that, that mentality, that mentality is still there. And it's a, and and then the fact that it's within someone that's as young as Mason Greenwood, that mentality is still there. Um, it's, it's a huge disappointment. Not only just as, just as a player for Mason Greenwood, but just, just, you know, people are still not learning. So, and once again, I don't think that this is anything that has to do with his upbringing. I don't know his upbringing, but I don't, I don't want to blame his parents because I mean, you know, there's people that have grown up in terrible situations and they were, they didn't, you know, continue on what they saw, you know? I mean, there is those that do continue it on, but I mean, there's others that want to change their situation. Um, and I don't know what Mason Greenwood's upbringing is, but it's just disappointing that, you know, this is something that's getting talked over, you know, it's more, more and more being talked about how, you know, sexual assault and, and you know, those, th- those, how how it impacts and how we want to make things better along with other topics obviously racial um you know gender equality things that we keep talking about and then there's this that's still kind of like we're not there yet <laughs> we're probably never gonna be as close as we think to the finished product because it's gonna take time and and when you see the youth still making mistakes like this um it's and i, I I'm not saying mistakes I know this is, it sounds like I'm lightening it up and now like I just don't know what else to say besides this is an awful mistake. Like, this honestly could have been avoided if the guy could just, if Mason could just be chill and just accept. All right, today is not the day. I'm, you know, might as well go to the bathroom, roll one out. But no, he he was he was being forceful about it, and you know, it's a decision that he went with. Unfortunately, he got fortunately, unfortunately for him, fortunate fortunately for her, she got it on tape. Um, so that's you know obviously great for her. Being, you know, good, you know, good for her to make sure that she got herself protected, but um, yeah, is I'm just overall just disappointed. You know, we're we're not we're not where we are where we want to be yet as far as any sensitive issues because people are there's still gonna be people that act like they don't have any sense, and that 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 yeah. that, that breaks my heart. And
2: you're right. I mean, it doesn't, uh, it doesn't, it doesn't, like I said, I mean, he's young. I honestly thought he, he was going to go places with Man U. Um, maybe, you know, be that the player that kids can look up to. And that's the thing. Like, the kids do look up to them, you know? And so now I, it's, it's hard to, to me as a kid, you know, knowing this and for some reason you know, kids don't really know a lot about this. So they'll probably have to ask questions. You don't really want to hear that coming out of your kids' mouth. No? Like, Dad, what's a rate charge or what's uh you know, like you know, you just kinda like, Where'd you hear that? Or like, you know, the first instinct is I wouldn't want my kid to know this at a very young age, you know, when they are into trying to find their idols you know, like for, for soccer or to try to imitate someone, you know. So it, it's just um uh, it's just not a good look for you as a soccer player, as a human. It's not it's not
1: Yeah, no, it's once again I'm 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 just utterly really disappointed. Um at Mason Greenwood. Uh, I think that there needs to be conversations about this, like I think in general these conversations do need to happen, um, obviously at a in, at the right place at the right time. Um, you know when you know because children need. I feel like children need to be informed. Like I'm not not the, not saying like a, like a five year old should know, but like you know you should tell five year old because I don't think they're gonna remember it. But like <laughs> definitely when, especially when when kids are near that development. Er- like for instance, you know you know me being an uncle and you know seeing Heidi where she is now, which. Crazy thing she's 11 years old, but you know she's she's becoming a young lady, and 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 that's something that I you know even even you know even though she's 11, like kids are trying to grow up so quickly, man. Yep. It's it's one of those things, man. I see I see her and and, and, and I, I'm gonna, I'm you know I can't I'm not gonna be here and be overprotective. Like I'm not gonna. I know she she has sense, and I and I, I want to be in that position where she can tell me anything. She can ask me anything, and, and 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 know that I'm not gonna judge her, um, and and I'll give and I'll be straight with her and tell her how it is, you know. And I hope that she could be like that with me, and and, and that's the cra- Like I said, it's crazy to think that like she's only 11, and she tells me like you know how she's she's already like got friends who are dating, and she's 11. <laughs> so I mean, like I'm like, <laughs> you're like, uh, what? well, she's like, not well, dating. They- Right now, she still finds boys stupid, so that's
2: great. Uh, But that's probably because you're the one that's giving her that mentality, so that's good. She sees you, and you're like, "Yeah, my uncle's stupid, so therefore, all boys are stupid." Well,
1: I mean, I hope hope that's not the mentality. I mean, hey, we keep showing boys right now. That's the fact that right now her interest isn't boys. That's what I'm trying to say. Because you know, I'm saying like other kids, like other kids are just trying to grow up so quickly. Like they don't want to just be kids. But you know, like, there's gonna be a time where there, you know, you've got to be talking about this stuff, and even if it's gonna be uncomfortable, trust me, it's gonna be. But um, it's gonna need to be said, nonetheless. Like, you know, talking about race, talking about, you know, uh, uh, social issues. Like, uh, those are conversations that need to be need to be said because you know, if we want if we want any anything to get better. Those conversations do need to happen. That, but that, that's all I gotta say at this point about uh, what Mason Greenwood. Mason Greenwood, you just fucking suck. That's all I gotta say at this point. Um, uh, I mean, maybe, maybe I, there's no way. I, there's no way that they could prove that, that the girl took care of herself. She got the receipts, man. So I mean, yeah, yeah props to her, man, and, and brave enough for her to speak out as well too, because you know that that's also another thing that. You know, not many people are, are willing to speak up sometimes. So, props to her and everything. Um, once again, you know, obviously right now there's it's an investigation, there's suspicion. Can we somehow find out that it's this is all fake and and Mason Greenwood didn't do anything? That's a possibility, but it's very slim. I mean, wh- like I said, he doesn't really know what Mason Greenwood's voice sounds like. Um, I'm sure <laughs> that could be helpful. Yeah, but way. when you
2: play that, what well, you can well, the thing is you, you her, hear that, she you says know, his name. No, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, she says his name, but also you can you can, okay, so let's say let's say let's just say, say they go to court, they go playback and then he stands up to go, That's not my voice. That's not my voice And it's the like, same exact thing and sure just like it's the same shit. <laughs> Unless he's gonna go, <clears throat> That's not my voice, sir. Uh oh, that's not my voice at all. I have a very robust voice.
1: <clears throat> Maybe he has it's like that weird high pitched voice apparently. When he, I'm does. He, does. He, does. <laughs> he
2: does, he does. He does. He does it's like that, t- it's like, cause he's just barely, what, 20? So, yeah, he still has that, that kind of like high. I'm telling you, you know, don't, you know, like he has that, that, that kind of shit. Like, even, I think even Harry Potter had a deeper voice than he does, bro. Oh, man, that's, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we're talking about the near the end of Daniel, Harry Potter? Daniel, Daniel Reckless? We're, we're talking about, they're talking about like Order of the Phoenix or, or, yeah, we're talking about Order of the Phoenix. So, the fifth movie. Okay, yeah, his voice was pretty... His voice was deep like in Prisoner of Azkaban. <laughs> okay, then there you go. Prisoner of Azkaban.
1: But, all right. But, yeah, so that's what's going on with Mason Greenwood. Obviously, we'll we'll give you, keep you guys up to date with what's going on there. Um, even though I don't want to touch... I don't really want to touch that with a 10-foot pole. But it needs to be... It needs to be uh, we need to find the end result of all that. But, anyways, the final headline. And this kind of deals with the World Cup qualifiers which is why we have it at the end because it kind of leads into our U.S. Men's National Team talk and that is uh, Honduras is pissed. (laughs) They are livid, and I'll tell you why. Um, So they were not happy with the fact that they had to take part in the World Cup qualifiers in Minnesota. The temperature was at 3 degrees Fahrenheit. Obviously, we're not talking about wind chill. but (laughs) Because if there's wind chill, whew, that's going to suck. Uh, so... With the windshield,
2: what was the degree again? Three degrees. Okay, so with, if there was windshield... It it would definitely be, like be a in a the negative. negatives.
1: So oh, yeah. So... <coughs> but anyways, with that being said, man, so the game was very cold. I mean... It was very apparent. You saw like the players wearing the cold weather gear. You know they're wearing compression. The pants ref,
2: around. bro. The
1: ref. The ref, um, you're getting Greg Brohlter, his nose was dripping. Um, like it was, it was freezing. Um, and looked like Sid from from Ice Age walking through that blizzard.
2: <laughs>
1: and uh, and, and, all right, I'm just gonna say this, and we kind of know it. don't don't act don't act blind, but if if you're going to have world cup qualifiers you're, you you're going to want a slight advantage <laughs> what's the slight advantage for when you're playing against a team from central america that usually doesn't really get cold if anything it it's the weather's actually nice during this time <laughs> in Honduras
2: oh yeah um, no and then, and then don't get me wrong even even like let's say for example like let's say uh Okay, so in Central America, I don't think they ever really get like sleep or anything like that. Even in the cold weather, it's the cold. maybe they'll, they'll get
1: to the 60s or the 50s. The, the, but it's the cold, cold weather breeze. is just like. I'm still wearing a t shirt. It's just yeah. really nice outside. <laughs> it's not humid. Because I've been to El Salvador in February and I was very happy. Like, I was not sweating as much. <laughs> so, um, but. But like, okay, for example, Mexico, where do they always play at? Estadio Azteca. Why? Because the altitude is super high. Who's used to playing there? Mexico. <laughs> Who isn't used to playing there? Everybody else. So it's like, it's a common thing that, you know, you tend to try to have your, 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 your World Cup qualifiers or international matches in a place that would benefit you in a better sense. So it's not it's one, I mean, I don't think anybody could play in three degree weather, period, unless you're Canada, but or or Iceland. Basically anybody that could play in the cold. Yeah, but pretty much. We let's not pretend that the US wasn't oblivious to oh, we didn't know it was gonna be that cold. They're, you know they're gonna gauge their competition that's why they played um, that's why they played El Salvador in a very cold area because they're like well we want an advantage so we're gonna play in a place that well El Salvador isn't going to be used to playing at And so that's the same thing that they did with Honduras could have they played in Texas Maybe but they decided not to they decided to play in Minnesota. So they wanted a slight advantage over Honduras and people can't say that Honduras doesn't do the same thing. When they're playing in Honduras, where it's hot and humid. As humid as fuck. So, literally, you so, run one so for, freaking for, run, and you're already sweaty. So, I mean, and I get I get the outrage, but at the same time, it's like, you guys kind of do the same thing, too. So, it's like one of those, especially when people are being outraged, like, they should have stopped the match. Look, it's, yes, one, it's up to the coaches whether or not they want to continue to play the game or not, but the referee also makes a say on it. If the ref goes outside and is like, oh, hell no, we're not playing today. Well, then you have to listen to the ref and the confederation from at that point and reschedule the match. But they went outside. They were like, okay, it sucks out here. But I think, but I am I feel like we can still play. Confederation is like, okay, cool. All right, game's on. So there is, there, there's people like, you know, obviously judging whether or not the game is actually playable or not. They yeah. made the checks. They played. So. I'm sorry that Hondurans weren't happy having to play in two in, in three-degree weather, even though with wind chill, it was probably like negative 12. But like, uh, that's how it is. Like, it's just, that's why they do it. It's because they want a yeah. slight advantage. Now, yeah. did it suck that two Honduran players, which was Romel Kyoto and their goalkeeper, Lopez, um, had to actually get pulled out at halftime because they both uh, ended up dealing with having symptoms of hypothermia Yes, that's That's very unfortunate, Um, even more so on Lopez. I think Kyoto had like minor issues, but uh, Lopez, I believe, actually had to go to the hospital. Um, yeah, I mean, yes, that sucks. The Honduran players were very uncomfortable during the match, which was kind of the point, (laughs) to be honest. (laughs) Like, I'm not sitting here trying to be like, oh, yeah, the U.S. the U.S. was kind of smart at this, but like to what extent, I don't know, but yeah, I mean. Clearly, the goal was to make them uncomfortable. I mean, but you gotta play the game. I mean, shoot, freaking Mexico had to go up, go up and play against Canada in snow. So I mean, like it happens. It's called an advantage. You t- you use it. Um, but I mean, even the U.S. men's national team players weren't happy about it. You both they both had to play out on the field. I I mean, let's let's be real. The state of the United you know the United States of America. Texas, you know, the we don't we don't usually get cold here in Texas. We don't get cold don't like really Minnesota know. cold. We get oh, hell know, the fuck no. Sixty degrees is freezing. So let that let that sink in. <laughs> you know, we, we close we close cities down da- we close the city down for three inches of snow. So which I'm sure if you're from Minnesota, you're like, oh that's nothing. So you know, like people from the you know, and then obviously some of these guys don't aren't don't you know don't live in America right now, you know some some people some guys play in Europe right now so they deal with different types of weather as well, but they weren't they weren't not a fan of this weather. Actually, Timothy Weir made a joke on, on Instagram and said, "I'm retiring next time we have to play in weather like this." Yeah, it, you know both had to deal with the same conditions. Once again, the referees looked at the at the conditions and they said, "All right, game on." So, I mean, at that point, there's nothing really you can do. You can't argue with it. You had to play the match. And, and, unfortunately, yes, the weather was awful, but the game was still on. And unfortunately, unfortunately for Honduras, they lost, but you know, you guys were in the last place of the World Cup qualifier. So I don't think this was going to help you in any way. But for the U.S., the advantage worked. It, you know, they got the win. But, uh, but yeah, what do you, what do you think overall about, about all that transpired in this World Cup qualifier. I mean, dude, the weather was ridiculous, man. Even I was like, bro, I would not play there.
2: You know me, I, I like to play indoors. So, fuck, uh, you told me, hey, you got to go play here. I'm like, oh, I'm going to sit my ass back inside real quick. Dude, even the fans, bro, they were just super bundled up, man. And I, I, those I people
1: are from Minnesota. So. Yeah. <laughs> like They're from Minnesota, eh? When you oh, got a yeah, guy from Minnesota, like, jeepers, it's cold. Like I mean, like that's gotta tell you yeah. something. But Marshall, Marshall Erickson, you know. Like people, like people were showing on social media how how cold it was. Like people's beers were icy. <laughs> Their yeah. beers got colder from from out being outside than in in the cooler. So, <laughs> yeah. It was, it, but but yeah. Continue on that
2: Yeah, I mean, I. I uh, I don't think it was fair, truthfully, for the Hungarian players. Hell, even the U.S. players were just like, it was just so cold for, like, dude, it took them,
1: I don't know. Uh, I bet you Sergino really Des was done. very happy that he didn't have to play.
2: <laughs> oh, yeah. He was just chilling, literally chilling.
1: <laughs> he was literally hanging out, drinking coffee. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah, it does suck for both sides, like, having to play in that type of condition, but once again, you know, they approved. Yeah, not, they didn't approve, but obviously the the governing bodies did. So, what can you do? That's that's really how it is, man. But yeah, Edward is not an outdoor person at all.
2: Oh hell no, hell no, hell no. Like me, me. When you tell me about indoor. I'm in. Like I'll, I'll I'll go through the rain. I've I've done that. I've, I've went through the rain, going to go play indoor, but then like, he told me, hey, we're going to go play outdoor. I'm like, yeah, I was like, I'm going to go ahead and stay home. I mean, I, I don't mind outdoor. I I even played a uh, COVID outdoor and I even played a uh, men's outdoor, but it just, uh, I guess I'm like, like I'm, I'm more of a, like, you know, we already know I'm more of an indoor person.
1: Yeah, I know that. But yeah. Well, yeah, so, so that happened. Well, let's get going with the u s men's national team talk obviously like I said we we always do this um, after every World Cup qualifier for the u s men's national team uh, well international break but we'll go ahead and talk about these three games uh these this u s men's national team talk is brought to you by our great partners at bonfire if you guys don't know bonfire is the supplier for the Instagram FC clothing store so go ahead and Check them out. Link is in our bios on Instagram and Twitter at Insert FC. If you guys see our bios, you'll see a link. That's our link tree. First thing you'll see is the Insert Name FC clothing store. Go ahead and click it and get yourself some Insert Name FC swag. Thank you to our great friends at Bonfire. All right. So the U.S. collected six out of a possible nine points in these qualifiers. Obviously, you and me both said seven points. That's the goal. Um, but before we discuss if whether or not we find this call, this this international break a disappointment or not, um, let's get going. Let's, let's just uh, mention the game. So USA ended up beating El Salvador one to nothing for the first game of, of the international break. They had sixty three percent of the possession, had seventeen shots, five of them were on target. The only goal that was scored in that game was by Anthony Robinson, a defender, in the fifty second minute. Uh, Mark. Uh, the next game was a two to nothing loss against Canada. USA had 64% of the possession and had 13 shots. Three of them were on target. Obviously, no one scored, No one from the U.S. scored in this game. Um, and then the last game, which is one, the one we talked about earlier, which was USA beating Honduras 3-0. USA had 73% of the possession, had 16 shots. Eight of them were on target, and the goals were scored by Weston McKinney at the 8-minute mark, Walker Zimmerman at the 37-minute mark, and Christian Pulisic at the 67 Mid and mark. USA are currently mm-hmm. in second place in the CONCACAF World Cup qualifiers, four points behind Canada, and are even with Mexico but um, same points, obviously, above them with goal differential. Um, but yeah, we're going into this. So, USA got six out of nine points. You and me both said that seven points were, was, you had to get at least seven seven points out of this World Cup qualifier. Uh, do you are you disappointed or are you, are you pleased with the way the U.S. was this uh, World Cup qualifiers? I mean, uh,
2: I, um, I'm pleased. I'm, I'm honestly pleased. I mean, it's come from a long way of where they were before. You know, especially with all the new talent. You know, so it's, it's really good. Like, I, I think it's I think they are where they were expected to be in my opinion. So, um, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm pleased where, where they're at, you know, um, so, I mean, it's not like they're, oh, they're, you know, last place or they're like second up before last. They're actually second, second place, like right below Canada.
1: No, yeah. I think, uh, if, if anything, you, you beat the teams you were supposed to beat. I think Canada was going to be your, your challenge because, Props to Canada, man. I mean, they have a team. They look like a team. Um, granted, USA has 64% of the possession. This is the game where, according to Greg Brohlter, they dominated. And um, but that's Canada's style of play. They're going to go off of counterattacks, and trust me, do they have guys with the, for, to use for counterattacks um, with the speed that they have out on the wings? Um, but, you know, so Canada, Canada won because they were playing their game. They let the U.S. have the possession and 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 move around with the ball. Canada was like, "We're gonna we're gonna exploit you as soon as you guys mess up." And did they? You know, obviously it's twice scoring two goals. But I think obviously you beat the teams who you're supposed to beat, which was U.S. Uh, I mean El Salvador and Honduras. Um, and obviously because you had home, you used that home field advantage for you, which we, we stated earlier. Um, to do so, clearly you couldn't handle the cold from Canada, but but nonetheless, man. Yeah, I will say, you know, obviously, you know, we're, we're they're still competing, uh, they're still in a position to make it to the World Cup, which is what we want. Honestly, I can I can I can care less about whether or not they finish in first. Just get into the World Cup. That's the most important part of it all. But more and more, when I see these games, man, I, I'm not sold on Greg Berhalter. I have I have yet to have been like, oh, good job, Greg Berhalter. I mean, you can't be riding on beating Mexico. And and, uh, and the thing that I I kind of also didn't sit well with me is the fact that like you didn't you, you know Ricardo Pepe didn't start in the El Salvador game you had uh, you had Ferreira play uh, up front in that game and then in the Canada game you had uh, Yazzie Zardes playing up front. H- has Pepe not have have has had a good form lately with with the U.S. Men's National Team? Yeah, he's been kind of quiet in the last few games, but I still rather put him up there on top. I would have wanted Pepe up top for all these games, even if he didn't impact the game. He didn't score goals. To me, that's our guy. That's our number nine is Ricardo Pepe. I want to see Ricardo Pepe more anything else because he needs to play. He needs to develop. He needs to get used to playing with these guys Um, in my opinion. So that was kind of disappointing for me. But yeah, I don't think Greg Barhalter is the guy. It's going to be something that I'm going to continue to believe, even if we qualify for the World Cup and, and we go to the into the World Cup. I don't think Greg Barhalter is the guy that's going to lead us to that next step, um, in my opinion, because I I, I I i don't I don't see much adjustment from him. Um, you have so much talent, you know. You have so much talent right now, as far as as far as internationally. You just for me, I, I don't know. I, I still got to see what the finished product is going to look like. Like, what's going to happen when Gio Reyna is back with the team? That's going to be something interesting for me. But, like, you need to start playing your guys. And, and your guys, being Ricardo Pepe, needs to be playing, like, period. You know, because, and, and I mean, not, nothing against Jesus Ferreira, but I, we need, a, like, the actual strikers we're going to have. And the same thing for Yazzie Zardis. Like, you know, I would have liked to have seen a Jordan P. Fox. I would have liked, um, I would have liked to give Josh Sargent a fair shot. Like, you know, obviously he, he's found some form now with Norwich. Um, I think it's disappointing that we didn't see John Brooks. But aside from that, I think Walker Zimmerman has proven to be a really good center back for the team. Um, yeah, I, I think that, yeah, to me, I'm still disappointed in Greg Brohalzer, but they're still in a position to qualify for the World Cup, and that's the only thing that really matters. The next qualifier, the next international break that they'll have, they will be facing against Mexico. And what, speaking of, of home field advantages, it's most likely going to be in Estadio Azteca.
2: Yeah, more than likely, I mean, everybody wants to be there, more than likely. Well, when I say everybody, I mean everybody that's uh, going from Mexico.
1: Yeah, so so we'll see. I'm excited for it, because obviously, you know, more, I always love to see that rivalry being played. So there is that. All right, guys, so it is posted on social media. Instagram and Twitter at Insert Name FC. Share us your thoughts. Tell us what you guys thought about the U.S. men's uh, national team, World Cup qualifiers. Um, were you happy with the results? Are you disappointed in the results? Do you want to complain about Greg Braulhalzer? Do you think I'm crazy for complaining about Greg Braulhalzer? Just go ahead and put it out there and, and, and tell us how you feel. But once again, it's going to be on our social medias at Instagram and Twitter at Insert Name FC. All right. So we're going to go ahead and take another break and then we'll go into our recap of the African Cup of Nations final. Yo, Edward, I'm digging that jersey. Where did you get it? Thanks. I got it at fanatics.com. What's fanatics?
2: Huh? Fanatics is your one-stop shop of
1: all things sports. You can get the gear of all your favorite teams. Even NASCAR? even NASCAR. If you shop using our link, not only will you be getting swagged
2: out, but you will also be supporting InsertName FC and the Unhinged Sports Network.
1: Nice. I'm going to start shopping now. And we're back. All right, the African Cup of Nations is over. It was such a fun tournament. I I enjoyed all the matches that I got to watch of this tournament. Um, I will say props to uh, Burkina Faso. I didn't Expect them to make it. Oh Cameron. yeah, they made they made it pretty far through. You know, to se- you know being... yeah. I'm I'm gonna say that just props to them because they made it to the semifinal. I mean, they had a very daunting task going up against Senegal, and then they had to play that third place game against against Cameroon. Um, just props to Burkina Faso. I think you know, just yeah, I give them to it to respect to them. But we'll go ahead and talk about this final, man. And I think this is the final everybody really wanted to see. In my honest opinion, I, I don't know about you, over but I think this yeah. is what we all want to see. We want to see uh, Senegal versus Egypt. And the reason why is because Sadio Mane versus Muhammad Salah. That's that's the matchup. That's what you wanted to see. But also, because we talked about this, like, um, you know, going back to the fact that we didn't even see Muhammad Salah even in the top three, it, not let alone the top five for the, for the ball in the oar, which maybe now we no. should probably not be giving so much a shit about because, you know, FIFA the FIFA player of the year was actually uh, uh, Robert Lewandowski. But um, but yeah, so I mean, like, you know, these were the two guys that me and I were felt very confident that, you know, if they were to have a good African Cup of Nations, you know, that could help at least level them, leverage them a little bit for the ball and the or, especially, you yeah. know, if if Liverpool can win win some trophies, you know, out there. And depending on how they do in the World Cup as well, so you would feel that you know Sadio Mane and and and, and Muhammad Salah could definitely give themselves a very serious argument for the bomb d'Or. Yeah. But uh, going that's, into uh, no, I was gonna say that's right though. I mean,
2: they. I mean, ha, did you watch the the last one, the final?
1: Yeah, I I, I loved it. I, I enjoyed it very much. I thought this is this was a heavyweight bout. Yeah. Like, no, no, it was you had to do you had you had to earn your goal against against these two because props to both goalkeepers. Mandy, uh I am so sorry. I am drawing a blank on the goalkeeper's last name. Um Dang. Goalkeeper mm-hmm. from Egypt.
2: I'm drawing a blank too. No
1: worries. Uh man. Come on, I gotta give props to him too. Uh oh. Because he 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 was amazing. He was he was amazing, man. I was like, I I, I did not I, I was not expecting him to 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 Gaboski, Gaboski. That uh, I'm sure I butchered that last name, but but Gaboski. Oh my God, was he amazing? I mean, he ended up getting he ended up getting player of the match of the game for of the final. Um, and you can feel the passion in him. Like, you know, obviously he wasn't happy that you know they didn't win. That that mattered more to him. But, but yeah. Anyways, so Senegal beats Egypt, uh, going to the penalties four to two. It was nil nil. So, like I said, these teams battled it out. Um, and I mean, they had some great opportunities, especially Senegal. Senegal had fifty seven percent of the possession. Senegal outshot Egypt thirteen to seven. Um, like I guess it, it went the distance with this game. Like they went to extra time. It was really who who was going to make the mistake, and they were, I I believe Egypt and Senegal played damn near perfect in this game. And I gotta give props to Egypt, man, because they were running on tired legs. I mean, every, I, especially because they went through the gauntlet, man. They had to play against Ivory Coast, they had to play against Morocco had to play against had to play against Cameroon just to get to the final and all the game all those games went the distance so it is just you know Egypt is definitely really tired whereas Senegal not trying to say that their journey was a little bit easier but definitely got the the more favorable matchups if you were looking at their journey versus Egypt's journey to the final but yeah it was just a, a great game. Um and, and you could just feel the energy for the uh, for the fans of Senegal um, to finally not because not only did they win the African Cup of Nations but this is the first African Cup of Nations for Senegal.
2: Yeah. So I mean, yeah, I mean it, it was a good match, like you said. Uh, I actually did watch like the penalties, and man, it, it was it was heartbreaking for Egypt. Like that one player, he had. He had pull and went out. He literally just couldn't take his face out of his shirt. He was just, he couldn't believe it. He really was so, he was out of it. He was just like, he, he really didn't think that he was going to fail that one. He thought it was going to go in. I do yeah, I, I feel bad. Like, it, it was it was heartbreaking because yeah. you could tell he really wanted to do it. He really wanted to screw.
1: He wanted to score. And, and props to Kula to go comfort him. Yeah, um, captain of Senegal. But mm-hmm. no, yeah, it was a, it was a great final, and of course, Sadio Mani had to be the guy to score the winning penalty. <laughs> uh, but also, props to Edouard Mendy. Um, you know, yeah. you you got it. this man. And it it's uh, I'm just gonna say this again about Edouard Mendy. This man was on the verge of of saying "fuck it," and I'm not gonna play. I'm not gonna be a professional soccer player. Like that was a few years ago. Fast forward, the man has won a Champions League with Chelsea and now has won the African Cup of Nations for Senegal. Just what a story for him. <laughs> Edward M- Mendy. There's another guy you can't hate. You can't hate Edward Mendy. So yeah, you really can <laughs> You cannot hate the man. You can't hate Mohamed Salah either. And you can't hate Sadio Amani. What he, what Sadio Mane does for his community is, is amazing. And it's pretty cool to see him <laughs> rocking a broken cell phone. So, <laughs> so yeah, uh, an amazing thing. But aside from, you know, obviously Senegal winning winning the African Cup of Nations, uh, Edward, in your opinion, who benefited from the African Cup of Nations, especially when we're talking about sadio Mani and Mohamed Salah? sadio Mani ended up scoring three goals and two assists in this tournament. Mohamed Salah, two goals and one assist. Um, sadio Mani did end up winning player of the tournament. Um, but who do you think helped edge themselves a little bit further as far as what, what you and me were talking about with the, Possibility of them, one of them winning the Ballon d'Or.
2: Um, of course, you know I think I think uh, Mane did because for one he scored the winning penalty and he was just it, it was clean. He wasn't nervous about it or anything. He literally just walked up. He looked like he'd done it like a million times. It wasn't anything like he took a deep breath or anything or wiped anything off his face or anything like sweat, um, doubting himself. He literally shot it where he wanted to shoot it at. And he even like opened his arms, like he was like, Yep, I did this, I did. And I was like, Oh, I was like, Yep. Cause me, me, knowing that if I sink this penalty, we're we winning, if I miss it, yeah, we're we're still going. It would have been a lot. I would have been like, Whoo! I would have been like, oh shit, like I would have been hyperventilating. But that dude just walked up cold. He just put it down, he set the ball how he wanted to set it up, and he just shot it in. It was just, you know, and I think, and I want to say, if money would have missed that shot, I think Salah was the next one to shoot after that. Like yeah, it ages. would have
1: been Mohammed Salah, and obviously, he, it it would have been on um, Mendy Mendi to to finish it right then and there. Mm-hmm. So, so, and then you know, bef- you know, during the game, there was a penalty for that was given to Senegal, um, which had a very funny interaction where Mohammed Salah went to Gabaski. Um, to tell him like, hey, this is where Mendy usually usually well, yeah, where Sadio Mane ends up going. Uh, and then and then Sadio, Mon, Sadio Mane goes up there and like starts like, Hey, this is where I'm gonna kick it kinda just to <laughs> joke around with you know. Yeah. And and Gabaski yeah. ends up stopping him. Like it. Like it you know. Yeah. I think I think Mohammed Salah was telling him that he's gonna go right and then Sane went up to him and said, I'm gonna go left. He ended up going center and, and Gaboski ends up stopping the ball, so they were both wrong. Gobanski <laughs> yeah. um, was right.
2: But, um, yeah, but, but also props to Mane as well because he actually went to go comfort Mo Salah, like he did. And then there was no any bad blood between them. Of course, you know they they're like it would have been it, either way if Mo won if Mane won, it would have been the same the same outcome. They would have went to go comfort their teammate, their friend. Uh, so I mean. We'll see how it goes uh, when they go back to Liverpool to see if Moussaoui gets a lot of teasing going on. Maybe they'll have a competition later on to see who's going to score more goals in Liverpool. We'll see.
1: Yeah, I'm sure Liverpool's going to be happy to have their two guys back. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they haven't been doing too bad, but I mean, I'm sure they they would love to have their two guys back. <coughs> but but yeah, what a final! Um, hopefully, you know, hopefully this this benefits one of them. <coughs> but yeah, happy to see uh, Senegal. <laughs> Senegal has been such a fun, fun I don't know. I watched I watched them in the in the last World Cup, and I had so much fun watching that that team play. Um, Cisse has done a great job as the manager for Senegal. <coughs> Sorry, I think I'm just my mouth is dry. Um. So yeah, I so Senegal finally finally wins it. They've been to the final a few times. They have just never been able to win it. So props to Senegal for finally winning their first. African Cup of Nations, but all right, Edward. Games to recap. What is your game to recap? All
2: right, so my game to recap is actually, and it's a, a good one for me. It's a, it feels like a good win, you know. Uh, Barcelona versus Atlético Madrid, um, which in all, I got, was surprised. Barcelona beat Atlético Madrid four to two, so. You know, and the way that Barcelona played was just—it was very fluid. I was very different than mm-hmm. the whole giving the ball away. It was just—it was completely different from what I saw. Um Barcelona had fifty percent of possession, and Atlético Madrid shot them ten to nine. And of course, the man to shine—it's like. The good, the bad, the ugly. <laughs> it's a uh, Danny Alves. He scored one goal, got one assist, but then, right? I think it was like right near the end, he got one red card. So yeah, it was like it, it was a good game for him. <laughs> I was like, what the hell? it was like what the hell, really? I was like, damn. Yeah, Danny Alves is oh.
1: the trifecta in this game.
2: It's like he probably had like a nine point eight rating, and with that red card, it went down to like a eight point one somewhere like that. Like it was a FIFA rating, you
1: know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Now, but I mean, there's a reason why Donny Alves came back to to Barcelona. Um, and clearly he showed it. Like, I mean, he was he, he was a problem. Um, you know, but Barcelona. All I gotta say is Traore is a problem. To whoever, him coming back to Barcelona was smart move for Xavi, but yeah, Atletico Madrid had no answer for Triana. Like he was, he was just a problem for for Atletico that whole game. Yeah. And bro, like the way he broke at muscle,
2: bro. Like he, I was like, dude, he just kept making it muscle look like damn. Like it's just physicality. The agility, the the feet the footwork, it was just he was taking them on, dude. I was just like, damn, Farote was just on it. Dude, he got his first assist. He got his first assist. hmm You know, I was like, damn. Dude, imagine
1: being imagine being an athletic open field defender, having getting smoked by Triore, and then he <laughs> comes out of the field only to get sub uh, sub for a bombing.
2: Yep. I would
1: have just quit. <laughs> No, it's, like, it's
2: like, no, but that's the thing. It's like you're already burned out. You're like, ah, ah you're just kind of like, all right. You're like, oh, my God, he's getting slipped out. Thank God. And then you see Aubameyang come out. And you're like, ah, oh, damn it. I have to run some more. And then he gets the ball.
1: Yeah, so, that 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 yeah. I think this is the Barcelona who we're hoping to see. And yeah. on the bright side, Edward doesn't have to do a sinking bit. So, yeah, he, well, yeah. he doesn't have to do any I, more singing bets as of right now. <laughs> so, as
2: of right now, he said it, you said it, you said it there, buddy. As of right now, I, still, I, which I, reminds me, I gotta to make you. sure
1: I send Spencer his singing bet. Um, um I think, yeah, and never ever gets well, man, he's gotta wait for Manchester United. I still,
2: yeah, I still gotta wait for Man U, but
1: take each his own,
2: man, take each his own. Uh, yeah. I yeah, may so, have to take a vacation day just so I could sing
1: these songs. Yeah, you do. But yeah, ah. pretty good game, ever pretty good game.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: What about your game to recap? So my game to recap is Bayern Munich beating R.B. Leipzig 3-2. It's crazy to think all it had all the all RB Leipzig had to do was just fire Jesse Marsh and they were back to being competitive. Um <coughs> heartbreaking to say that, but yeah, you know, that's all it took for RB Leipzig. But Bayern yeah. Munich had 58% of the possession in this game. Munich outshot almost doubled RB Leipzig shots, twenty-three to twelve, and oh the game was decided on an own goal by Jasko uh, Vardiol at the fifty-eight minute mark. This game was very tight, and it went down to an own goal to win the game. But you know, Bayern Munich ain't tripping, but RB Leipzig is. Now, obviously Nagelsmann, former former RB Leipzig manager. Um, gets a gets a win off of his <laughs> off of his uh former club, but but yeah, Bayern Munich continuing to handle their business to make sure they stay on top of the Bundesliga. Uh, um, which <laughs> weirdly enough, they find out. You know, today we found out on Monday, we found out that Sule has signed a contract to go to Borussia Dortmund next season. Bro, six months man. of his uh six months of his contract. So he is free to sign with anybody, and Dortmund snags snatches one from Bayern Munich. So, bro,
2: honestly, the thing is, I don't know if you remember, but when I would be playing Borussia Dortmund uh, back in the day, like when Lewandowski was in the game, or even uh, Pacquiao uh was their main striker, um, I would actually buy Nicolas Sule uh, for their for center back alongside Bender. Oh, wow. Uh, I'm sorry. Uh, yeah. Uh, alongside Ginter. Ginter and Bender. Like they were basically the, the the center defensive mid and the two center backs. It's just like, I was trying to buy him when he was like super young. Cause I was like, damn, this dude has, his potential was high. He, his, he was like tall. He was he had strength. So of course he had the power header trait and everything. So I was like, yeah, I was like, I got to get this, this kid. Um, if I'm not mistaken, I think it was from. Uh, it was like Hoffenheim or Hanover. I don't remember honestly what his first team was that Bayern got him out of there. But when Bayern got him, I was like, man, I was like, okay. I was like, damn. But you know, there's a reason. Look, there's always that silver lining for Bayern. Uh, they must be getting rid of him for some reason. They just. I, you don't get rid of a player like that,
1: man. He's letting somebody go like that. Yeah. But yeah, good point. But all right, Edward, Players of the Week. Who's your Player of the Week? All right. So, my Player of the Week
2: is actually... And this is actually one of yours. So, you know, he's in the AC Milan, and it's Olivier Giroud, who scored two goals in AC Milan's 2-1 win against Inter Milan. And being that he was actually, the the pass that they gave him for the first goal, it went straight through two other attacking AC Milan players. And then he just went out of nowhere to stretch out his left foot and made it. like, And he slid to make sure it was going in. And then the second goal, that was a, it, it was like a Debala goal. Like that one Debala goal where he did that little cutback to receive it and he just shot it. But instead of curling it in, he just shot it down and it was it was in. It, it, that's all it needed. It just needed a little slap. Um but yeah, so He also he scored
1: did. three minutes apart from each other.
2: Yeah, yeah. So he, had
1: just in. he came in as a sub. Yeah. Olivia Giroud is so underrated. <laughs>
2: yep. Yep. He is. I mean, dude, like the dude still has it. He still has game. I'll give him that. Yep. So oh,
1: good pick. What's your uh, player of the week? So I'm also staying in the Serie. A. I have Gaston Piredo, who ends up scoring two goals in Cagliari's two to one win against Atalanta. Hmm. So, yep, two guys that both scored two goals in their games, and, and I mean, it happens to be against a team that wears uh black and uh, black and blue stripes. <laughs> so. Yeah. Weird connection there. But yeah, um, yeah, I'm really happy that AC Milan ended up beating Inter Milan. It looked pretty bleak at first, especially with that Paris is goal. But then, yeah, Giroud happened. But yeah, no, congratulations yeah. To Olivier Giroud and Gaston Piero for being our Players of the Week. Alright, Edward. It's February, so two things is going on right now. And that is Black History Month and our favorite, favorite competition in the world. Champions League. Nothing else is happening in February. I don't know anything else is happening in February, Edward. But we know the Champions League and Black History Month is happening in February. Yeah. And nothing else. But all right. Let's get going with these games. We're gonna go down from when they're playing and then we'll we'll go into, we'll go from there. All right, so on February fifteenth and March 9th, these are the two ma- the two matchups that will be happening on those days. The first one is Real Madrid versus PSG. I wanted to save this game for last, obviously, because it's. It, I think of all these ma- of all these matchups, it's definitely the higher profile one. The two richest clubs in the world, you know, going at it. But, um, but, ever, what what do you have to say about this Real Madrid PSG matchup,
2: bro? That is going to be a good matchup. It's kind of like um. So that was time that my friend is. I was like, man, I was like, it's going to be. Sergio Ramos, back when he was in Real Madrid, and now he's going to be playing against Real Madrid. He's going to be defending against Real Madrid. Um, and then you also have Messi, who's always been a problem for Real Madrid. He's finding, it's finding it really hard to find himself at PSG. Um, so maybe this could be the one match where everybody's going to be like, Messi could probably open up, you know, be the Messi that everybody's like, eh even Diego Simeone was afraid of where he was like, yeah, Messi's still, he's still warming up. So he's like, so I'm not even going to celebrate with this goal. He's just chilling. And yeah, I mean, it's it's come to fruition sometimes. And I'm not saying that, oh, it will, but there's been moments where Messi out of nowhere just pulls some crap out of his magic sleeves and just, I don't know, some goals or even assists. Like, he just, and then the, the chops. I mean, he still has that where he just, cuts out and cuts in and just kind of breaks your ankles there, which I think he might need to break my ankle so I could get better. But, um, you know, um, yeah, it, it's going to be a very intense match. I mean, for one, you know, you got Vinicius, you got Benzema. So for sure, somebody's going to have to like man mark Vinicius, I think. Um, Benzema, I think you can give him some sort of space. It's just you have to be very careful with him because he's also that one of those poachers. Uh, he's one of a uh, finisher. Like he's not, he's not Iguain. So you know, I'll give him his props. He 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 is one of those. He's like,
1: definitely no he, <laughs>
2: Yeah, exactly. So he's a he's a killer. He's a killer. I'm giving I'm, giving, I'm telling you all that. But you also have Neymar Mbappe, Angel Di Maria. Um, you know, you got Sergio Ramos. You got Varane. Or I'm sorry, Navan. I'm tripping. Uh, you you basically have Hakimi. a really Hakimi. You know, you you got a good back line, and that also knows how Real Madrid attacks and how they also defend. So you got some someone to give the give the people like, hey, you know, so this is how we're gonna get stop them, and this is how we're gonna get through it. You know, so it, it it's a it's gonna be a very interesting match. Honestly, I think Like it's gonna be a hell of a match.
1: Yeah, I I think that this matchup is very interesting. Um, Real Madrid have just found ways to win matches. Um, Benzema doesn't look, is playing not like his age. Vinicius is finally looking like the guy that everyone thought he was going to be. Modric looks like he's, he's 24. The way he's playing, it looks like he's 24 years old. Um, Cruz is still doing his thing. Casemiro is still there. Um, you have this amazing center back pairing of, of um, uh, Militao and and Alaba, you know, there's a lot of good, a, a, a lot of great, and then obviously you have Thibaut Courtois, once again, shit. <laughs> once again, shitty human being, but a great goalkeeper. Um, <laughs> you know, so this Real Madrid team is really, good. and then plus you got Carlo Ancelotti, you know, leading this team as a manager. Um, so yeah, Real Madrid. Some people are like really brushing on Real Madrid. Um, I mean, it's fair. I I totally get it because PSG, like, she look at that club. Um, But I think this is going to be a really good matchup. I'm really... I, I would have wanted this to be maybe later on in the tournament, but you know what? That's what happens with these... Re- especially when the redraw happens. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, hey, what can you do now? <clears throat> um I, I definitely am really interested in this matchup. I, I, obviously, because I'm a Real Madrid fan. So, but... Yeah, it's gonna be really good. I, I can't wait to see it. Um hopefully Real Madrid can take advantage. It is the return of Sergio Ramos. Um still hurts me to this day that he he now plays for PSG, but uh I'm 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 really excited for this game and, and I, I, these matchups and I can't wait to see it, especially possible Mbappe, you know, future Real Madrid player. Um so uh hopefully I can't I can't wait to see that. So it's gonna be fun. And then the other game is Sporting Lisbon taking on Manchester City. I think this this is... I don't want to underestimate uh, sporting, but obviously I, I have Manchester City as my favorite going into this tournament. I would have thought at this point they would have had Harry Kane, but uh, I was wrong on that one. But they still have a very, very loaded roster here. Um, and once again, you have one of the biggest masterminds in the game in, in Pep Guardiola. Um, sporting, has has turned their team around from the previous years. Um, they still lost a lot of guys because that's what's going to happen with Sporting. Their young players are going to go elsewhere. But I think that this is um, uh, a, a big test for Manchester City. Are they going to take Sporting lightly or will they be, conti- will will take them seriously and, uh, and and make sure that they continue on this tournament um, is my question. But Edward, what are your thoughts on this matchup? Um,
2: honestly,
1: I'm I'm
2: excited for it, too. Just, um, I mean, we'll see. Personally, I mean, I'm more excited about um, PSG. Or I'm sorry. um, Yeah, I'm more excited for PSG Real Madrid. So that's the one I'm excited for.
1: (laughs) All right. So once again, those matches will be February 15th and March 9th. On February 16th and March 8th, you'll have RB Salzburg taking on Bayern Munich. It's really cool to see Brandon Aronson <clears throat> going, you know, playing in the Champions League just because he's been so much fun to watch um as a US National national team fan. Uh but he's got a very daunting task going up against Bayern Munich. You know, there's just I don't want to say it's over for R.B. Salzburg, but uh it's over for R.B. Salzburg. But anyway, <laughs> your thoughts. Uh I agree. I'm not gonna lie. Hopefully I agree with you on that one. Hopefully this doesn't, this doesn't backfire on you and me. Uh, <laughs> Maybe it's, it's your curse. No, nah, the curse has been dead for a while now. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. And then the other game is Inter Milan versus Liverpool. You would have thought Inter Milan would have fallen off, especially because of all the players that they've lost, uh, the manager that they've lost. But uh, no, apparently we were, we were wrong on that. And they've looked really good uh, this season. And they're taking on Liverpool, Edward. Now they got they're they're going to have Sadio Mane and, and Mohamed Salah back. Once again, they're going to be wanting to solidify themselves in the bond or a uh, uh, debate. So yeah, w- what do you have to say about this game between Inter and Liverpool?
2: Oh man, it's I think it's going to be a good one. It's going to be basically like Lautaro Martinez. Um, is, is Lukaku still
1: out? Lukaku's in Chelsea. Oh, oh, I'm tripping. I'm sorry. I'm still thinking of the pass over here. <laughs> um, You mean Desko? But,
2: there you go. Desco. I thought it was Zeko. Zeko? Yeah. Okay. Zeko. Zek- yeah, I was like, Desko. I was like, who the hell is Desko? <laughs> There's a so D, D in the funny. name. Oh, there you go. But there's uh, there's Zeco and then there's also Lotaro Martinez. And it's kind of like against Mane and Mo Salah, You know, now there's Roberto Firmino Alves, of course, like, he's he's hella good as well. It's just the two names who always stand out are always Mo Salah and Sadio Mane. Same thing goes for Into Milan is Lautaro Martinez
1: and uh, Zeco Adrian Zeco So, Yep, and and then see what (laughs) (laughs) Flippon Zaga can do against Jurgen Klopp. Yeah, yeah. We'll see how that goes, honestly. So yeah, so those games will be played February 16th and March 8th. February 22nd and March 16th, we'll have Chelsea versus Lille. This is like the highlight right now for Lille this season because they have not looked great in in Ligue 1 uh, this season. And Chelsea while their team is very loaded, um, obviously their English Premier League is, hasn't been doing looking so great for them. A team that everyone expected <laughs> them to to to, to content, compete for the Premier League title. Um, but they're still a very formidable team. Um, I would easily favor Chelsea versus over Lil, but I mean, like I said, this is this is all Lil's got going for them. So I'm I'm sure they'll probably put everything they can into this so they have at least some sort of highlight. Uh, for their season, but Eric, what are your thoughts on Chelsea versus Lowe?
2: Uh I'm kind of reaching over to Chelsea on this one.
1: Yeah, that's it's fair. It's fair. All right, and then the other game is uh, the Europa League. The Europa League champions of last season taking on VRL, taking on Juventus. Juventus added uh, added Blahovic and Zakaria from uh, Borussia Mönchengladbach. Back. Um. So they're bolstering up that attack, man. Did, did, do you feel Juventus has done enough to jump over against Villarreal?
2: I think so. I think they can actually overcome Villarreal.
1: Okay. So, so yeah. So that is once again February twenty second and March sixteenth. All right. The last, the last games of the round of sixteen. that will be played February 23rd and March 15th is Atletico Madrid versus Manchester United. Diego Simeone goes up against his 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 foe Cristiano Ronaldo who has tortured Atletico Madrid for quite some time. Edward, what are your thoughts of of Atletico Madrid and Manchester United?
2: I think that one's going to be a good one. I mean... Atletico Madrid didn't play bad this weekend. It's just, I guess, Barcelona outplayed them. But being as it's going to be against Manchester United, it's it's hard. It's a hard sell to say that Manchester United is actually going to beat Atletico Madrid. So, I mean, you still have Suarez. You still, um, Joe Felix is still. You know, maybe he might have like an assist here and there. He he was trying to find the net this weekend against Barcelona, but. You know, as was always the defense blocking him, or even Thurstagan, where he just missed. So it's just, you know, he's still he's still trying to find that form in there. I don't think he's lost cause. So he may be giving Manchester United some trouble.
1: All right. And yeah. this is part of the more I- interesting matchup. Um, I think this is two teams that are happy they got each other, and that's Benfica yeah, yeah. versus Ajax.
2: That was that was actually going to be a good one. I think it's going to be like the um, how do I say this? How do I say this nicely? The farming teams. Yeah, like, no, it's the farming teams.
1: Yeah, the farming teams going against. No, each other? I will say in defense of Ajax, Ajax destroyed their group. <laughs> so true, true. They just they just overcame everything. Um, uh, but you know, yeah, uh, I think. I will, I think I, I'd favor Ajax because that team is really good. Um, I really have there's there's nothing. I I really haven't been keeping up with Fika, um, so I can't really tell you much. But I know Ajax has Halir has um has Blin. You know they're gonna keep doing their thing, and that's you know obviously developing young players to become stars in Europe. Yeah. So yeah, I really favor Ajax in this one.
2: Um, I want to say Darwin Nunez can actually cause some problems up front, but I think I agree with you. Oh, that's right. He, so hasn't, he hasn't got a chance. transfer. Yeah. He he's hasn't. still there. He's still there. And that's somebody that, like I said, he's a, I think he's a diamond in the rough. I think he can actually benefit any team that he goes to. So, yeah.
1: But once again, I those think games... He, I, think he, I think he can sit, to play superar in la liga. I think so. Okay. Yeah, I, I mean, I'm sure I can't, I mean, someone's gonna get Darwin Nunez. It's gonna happen. Um, but yeah, once again, those games will be, will be played February 23rd and March 15th. Champions League, man, it's here. Can't wait for it because, you know, I can't wait to hear the music again. All right, guys. So we got some games coming up this weekend that you guys should keep an eye on. And we'll start with Liga MX with Puebla versus Atlas and Chivas versus Tigres. All right. In Ligue 1 we have PSG versus Rennes and Lyon versus Nice. Um, you know, obviously I think la- the last time PSG played Rennes I think Rennes actually beat them. So we'll see what happens there. In Serie A, Napoli is taking on Inter Milan and Atalanta takes on Juventus. That's going to be a good one. Mhm. In the Bundesliga, we got RB Leipzig taking on Cologne and Union Berlin Taking on Borussia Dortmund. Um Union Berlin actually looks has been finding some formats of lately, but they'll be taking on Borussia Dortmund. Um hopefully we see uh Gio Reina start this game. Because we did see Gio Reina uh playing their last match. Mm-hmm. In La Liga, Real Madrid taking on Villarreal and Espanol taking on Barcelona. Can Barcelona grow from that win against Atletico Madrid? and take on a team that usually ends up ruining people's seasons. And it's also uh, a Catalan derby. So, Yeah,
2: the Catalan derby.
1: In the English Premier League, we got Norwich taking on Manchester City. Norwich, surprisingly enough, has found some form. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I like how you like surprising enough. Ah.
1: And uh, the next game is Newcastle United taking on Aston Villa, who I hope Steven Gerrard can do me a solid and uh, keep them in the relegation zone. <laughs> yeah, guys. Uh, you guys know if, if if Newcastle if Newcastle gets out of the relegation zone and stays in the Premier League this season, I'm doing two jersey giveaways on Instagram and Twitter. So, <laughs> <laughs> Damn, I'm, I'm like, and, and don't worry, and don't worry, guys. I cannot
2: enter the contest, so he can't give me the jerseys.
1: Yeah, I mean, obviously, you and Spencer can't. Can't get in on it, but yeah, I know. I'm just letting them know, just in case if they think
2: there's gonna be like me creating a fake profile and you know trying to send something on there.
1: (laughs) Edward makes a burger (laughs) (laughs) account just so he can. Hi, my name is Robert Edward, not Edward Robles.
2: (laughs) I'm seriously not Edward Robles, and I put a, a picture of my face upside down and try to draw like.
1: Eyebrows on my chin. So, or like I said, my name is Robert Edwardson. Oh! Jesus Christ. Oh, Christ. Alright, so those are games that you guys should probably keep an eye on for this weekend. Um, obviously, there's plenty of games to be watching, but if, if you guys need an idea of what games you should watch, these are the games I think you would definitely enjoy. But alright, so we're going to go ahead and take a break, and then we'll get going with three up, three down. Hector, are you listening to music? No, I am not listening to music. I'm listening to my audiobook on Audible.
2: What's Audible?
1: Audible allows you to listen to a large library of audiobooks at your convenience. What if I'm not sure about Audible? Well, you can start a 30 day free trial when you use the link audibletrial.com slash insert name FC podcast. Not only do you get the experience of Audible, but you will also be supporting Insert Name FC. I'm going to start my free trial right now. And we're back. All right. Three up, three down. And the topic is driving. It's pretty, pretty, very broad, but that was kind of the point. But yeah. So, obviously, like we always do, we always start things with Spencer. Ever, would you want to go first or would you want me to go? Uh, I can go first. It's fine. Alright. So, starting with Spencer is three down is number three, traffic jams. Oh, yeah. Definitely agree with that one.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, Number two, construction zone with bad grading slash Alabama's lack of having roads with reflective painted lines. Oof.
2: Ooh, that's yep, gonna that's suck driving
1: night. driving at night. Mm-hmm. But yeah, the construction zones suck. Sorry, we, do. we have a lot of those in Houston. Yeah, like Houston decided mm-hmm. for some even weird reason to go ahead and even the, the strength busiest strength intersection power. in Houston. Oh, let's go ahead and rebuild that. Even though there's other roads that need that needs to be fixed, let's fix. Let's try to fix the busiest intersection of all Houston. Yeah. So yeah. I definitely agree with Spencer on that one. Uh, <laughs> number one, old people that stare at you when they're in the wrong. Just experienced that today, shaking my head. She almost took my bumper off. Sheesh. <laughs> wow. Well, I'm happy to yeah, hear that you're okay, Spencer. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay, well, yeah, man. Old people that Damn. stare at you like you did something wrong. That's a... Uh, mm. I <laughs> think that's a that's a that's a feeling we all
2: know. Um, very specific, but I think we all know that. All right, Edward. What's your what's your two down? All right, so my three down is actually um, number three. Uh, road rage, not from me, but from other people. Like sometimes you're not even the one that's at fault, but it's like they're honking at somebody and you see somebody else and stuff, and they're just cussing and stuff and yelling out the window and then when they look at you and you're just driving then they're like, they kind of see that you kind of glass a little bit so they're like, what are you look at? Nah, 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 start cussing at you and you're just like, oh man let me go ahead and downshift this real quick and just go slower so he can just go up front. So, yeah. That's number three. Um, Number two, tollways. You know, yeah. I wish it was always free. Don't, can't get that. <laughs> um, like a beltway, uh, any, kind of anything really. I wish it was always free, but it's not. Um, and then number one, um, the, the secret, the, the ghost cops, the secret police, like they don't even have lettering on their cars anymore. Like they're just plain white or plain black, nothing on them. Just the lights inside the car, the plates that say exempt, and that's it. You don't know if they're actual cops or not. So you tend to, as soon as you pass by one of those, uh, Fords, you're like, Oh crap. You kind of look, I'll be honest. I'll go ahead and slow down and look at the license plate. And then I, I see exempt. I'm like, Oh, undercover. Gotcha. So that's my number three or my, number, my three down. So yeah, I mean, I don't know if you can relate to those. Like,
1: um, I definitely can relate to 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 yours, for sure. All right, number three, when when you when you're when you're done with your wherever you're driving to, when you're at your location where you're driving to, and a song that you really like comes on.
2: Hmm.
1: Cause I mean, obviously, okay. you're, you're at your destination. You got to go do whatever you got to do. I you mean, does not stop you from actually sitting in your parking lot and just chilling? Does it? Well, it it depends what I'm doing. Like, if I'm going to work, I have to obviously I gotta turn off my car and go to work. But then, I mean, you have to get up early. <laughs> so I mean, I mean, if I'm like coming home and it, the song pops up, and I just I'll just like keep going, like I'll keep driving and like go to like. Another.
0: It's like
2: as soon as you as soon as you park and you know, all of a sudden you hear uh Spencer's rendition of you know of a Rick Astley song, yeah. You're you're
1: gonna have to want to sit down and listen to that.
0: <laughs>
1: yeah, very true. But yeah, so that's my my number three. My number two, um, is is having a backseat driver. Uh yeah. There you go. Yeah, that's actually very relatable. But yeah. You've had to. Especially when your backseat driver is your parent who doesn't know how to do, who doesn't drive. <laughs> so Yeah. So that my mom definitely likes to do that with me. I love her. But that gets annoying. <laughs> Everyone has that backseat driver. Not it doesn't have to be a parent, but there's always that person that's like trying to tell you how to drive and you're like, you want to drive? Like, no, no, it's your car. <laughs> like uh, that could be frustrating, but, but yeah, so number two is backseat drivers um number one is uh people that don't use their blinkers, okay, yeah, true, I hate that shit too I should put that actually it is so annoying, especially like if you're on the freeway, no you, well, yeah, man, on the freeway, it sucks stupid, so like actually, this recently happened to me, so me uh you know. I was picking up my mom from work and we were we were on a on a light and there was like you know it's over by over by Bellway and Beach Nut over there by the H E B and you know how like at a certain time it is just like jam packed with traffic over there and um there's this dude that's trying to turn into to the next lane I wasn't in that lane that he was turning into I was just behind him but he's over here getting pissed off because no one would let him get in. But it's like no one knows you're trying to get in because you don't have your turn signal on. So yeah, it's one. Of, it's one of those things that always. Like fun mm. fact, also when I was a kid, um, my sister was really bad at using her turn signal, and I remember I out. And I, ironically enough, I became. A, I was the backseat driver in these situations. I would always thought turn your turn signal on, use your turn signal, use your turn signal. (laughs) So, and that was me as a kid, not not like, I wasn't even at an age where I could be driving.
2: So, Mm.
1: so yeah, so that was, that was me. But yeah, that's my, that's my three down. All right, Spencer's three up at number three, side roads and discovering hidden gems. (laughs) When I was living in North Carolina, I would go on random drives just cuz well I don't want to I didn't want to be on base. So I just go, you know, drive around go around North Carolina and yeah, you find some some pretty interesting roads and you just find some cool spots. So yeah, I totally agree with Spencer just, you know, sometimes taking a side taking like a side road, um you 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 find yourself in uh in, in some interesting places. Mm-hmm. Uh, Number two, shout out to all the legal drivers out there. We made it.
2: Can't really say that for me. When
1: I was what sixteen, (laughs) fifteen. If you if you if you live in Houston and you decide to go to the Fiesta that's on Hillcroft in Bel Air. Oh, there's a lot of yeah. There's a lot. I'm just gonna say, if you're a cop and you need to hit a quota. (laughs)
2: <laughs> That's all Let's I go got. There. That's all I'm going to say. You're, you're either, you're, you're either going to find people when you're either going to find people that need uh, like they need insurance basically. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah, man. <laughs> yeah. And then number one, Open wind, winding roads give me a peace of mind and clarity. Okay. Yeah, there's some, there's something relaxing about just driving <laughs> <laughs> on the road again. <laughs> yeah, so honestly, yeah, I, I, I love that's there's something cl- there's something helpful about just going out on a drive. Now, also, you say with the same thing kind of applies with that whole taking a like a like a side road just. You just go where it takes you and and sometimes you find yourself in so find some peace in there, so yeah, I totally agree with that. Eric, anyway, what's your three up? All uh, right,
2: so my three up. so my three up is actually um this was actually back when when I would be riding the motorcycle, but actually also like it on um on the car now actually like those long late night drives um, when you would go and just randomly drive around and you find like a good place to eat or just a cool place to hang out. Just, even if it's just you, just a single person, just relaxing and driving around. I, I've always liked those late night drives. That was always me. Okay. You know, I mean, uh, number two, what I like about driving. Uh, that everything is so close to me, job, store, Swiss, literally spend like 30 bucks of gas every, every week and a half, so. Yeah, that's convenient. Yeah. So that's another thing about driving that I like. I know it doesn't have really much with driving, but that's the thing, that means it's not a lot of driving. I just have to watch out for the traffic sometimes, especially the traffic jams on Fifty Nine. And my number one, whenever you do you are driving and you have time to listen to the radio, you know, like you find new songs that you may like. You find uh, different kind of kind of hits, you know. Sometimes something old, sometimes something new. Um, You know, so the radio basically, radio or be Pandora or one of the special playlists on, like, you know, one of your subscriptions to Spotify, Apple
1: Music, YouTube Music, anything. Uh, yeah, definitely the latest episode of Insert Name FC. Yes, 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 indeed. i
2: on know way to work, even though I work so. Everybody who works like an hour and a half away from work, good, good time to listen to that.
1: Yep, indeed, indeed. Mm-hmm. All right, so my my three up at number three, I have um um I have music. You know, obviously, like that's like your your especially when you're if you're driving by yourself, you can just play whatever the hell you want. You want to listen to a podcast, uh, listen to listen to a audio on Audible, <laughs> um, uh, you know listen to music, it, you know, it's just like, it's your, your, it's your, your peace time, right? Before you either go to work, you know, let's, let's be honest, not everybody loves their jobs. Um, You know, it's, it's kind of like that, 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 that re- way to relax before you enter the, the calm before you, go, before the storm. And also like when you get off work also, it's like, all right, now I get to calm, you know, chill out, you know, I'm, I don't have to be back at that place till tomorrow. Kind <laughs> of Kind of mentality. I'm not trying to say that my job sucks, but uh, but you know. So what are you trying to say? <laughs> I mean, I like my job. I, I I actually do like my job, but obviously, you know, <laughs> working, you know, it, you know, I would I would definitely like to do other things. <laughs> sometimes, you know, obviously, but but you know, right now I got that's my job. So <laughs> that's all I got to say. Yeah. Um. But yeah, that's my number three. Number two. Um. It's just it, you know it's this kind of goes into my number one, but just some of the some of the views that you see from from driving um you see some really cool view some cool things see some some interesting stops um so that that the scenic view of driving not necessarily like driving in Houston, but like you know if you if you take a trip, the things that you see on your way there like it's pretty cool, and then my number one is like. If it was up to me, and I know not it's not something that everybody wants to do, but I would love to travel road tripping style. Oh nice. Like I would actually want to drive, like especially here in the US, like I would I would drive around the US to go to places, like even though like flying is probably the ideal way because, you know, it's it's quicker. But I would actually in, I would actually enjoy a road trip. And it's kind of that the scenic views, the things you can stop at, um, the small you know mom and pop shops that you can go check out, or if if you got, if any of you guys are uh, diners, die, dash, I forgot what it was, you know the, the, the show with Guy Ferrari in it. Um, I would I would definitely try to go to the places that Guy Fieri goes to. <laughs> <laughs> but um, but yeah, I, it, the road trips are fun, especially if you go with some cool people. A road trip could be really fun. So so that's my number one. All right. But yeah, so that's the show. Thanks for listening to episode 75. We want to give a shout out to the Belly Up Podcast Network. You can check out their website, bellyupsports.com. Check out all the great podcasts that they have in there, as well as the great articles that are written by our great writers over at Belly Up Sports. Um, Shout out to the Burns Radio. You know, if you listen to us through Burns, I once again, well, actually almost by, But um, you can you can check them out on Twitter at Radio Burns. Um, they constantly let you know who's playing. So go ahead and check that out, especially when we're live. Uh, shout out to Alejandra Gomez and her company, A&G Graphics, for the creation of the Instagram MC logo. Follow her on Instagram at a.g.graphics with an X. Once again, at a.g.graphics with an X. Shout out to our producer, Spencer. You know, he makes the beats, he makes the intros, he makes the outros, he makes us sing sound better when we do our singing bets. He's our guy, so follow him on Instagram at thatguydope. Once again, at thatguydope. Thanks for listening to episode 75. Catch us next week for episode 76.
0: married